Hello, everyone, and welcome to Too Many Cooks, a podcast where we explore recipes written by your favorite chefs and try them out in our own home kitchens. It's like a book club, but for recipes. In today's episode, we discuss the recipe that started it all, Samin Nosrat's Big Lasagna. This is the recipe that I found and made all my friends and family try at the beginning of the pandemic because I wanted to hear what they had to say since it's such a high reward recipe with relatively little effort, unless you were stir crazy like me and decided to make everything from scratch. Also, I promise I was only a smidge more of a Samin Nosrat fangirl than usual. Just a smidge. Join us for a conversation about this heartwarming and therapeutic lasagna. Lasagna! (laughs) (laughs) So excited. I'm not sure if I've, yeah, if I've been uh, this excited to talk about uh, a food ever, maybe. Um, You sound like it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just my my voice. (laughs) It's so disappointing for people because they're just like, are you happy? Like, you don't seem no, happy. I'm like, no, no, this is me very happy. This is, this is it. (laughs) It's just what you get. Um, But yeah, I'm so excited to talk about the, about the lasagna. Uh, I am so excited to... Uh, make it again and I am so sad that I don't have any more to eat <laughs> so that is so funny well I am really excited to talk about Samin Nosrat like I I have loved her since I, I like I've always I've been aware of her because I am like in the world in the like the late <laughs> 2010s like I like I knew kind of her face and then it wasn't until salt fat acid heat came out on Netflix that I was just like Oh, oh, do I, am I in love with you? Do I love you? Like, I... You cannot help but smile, like, just watching her. She's so full of just kind of just, like, joy, and she's delightful. So, yeah, so what I love about Samin is, like, her whole attitude towards cooking is really just, like, it's just so, it's so collaborative. She loves, like, in Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, she talks about how she likes having people over, and, like, she, like, gives them jobs when they come over so that they get to, like feel she says like get to feel salad that's properly dressed yeah. got to get to taste things that's properly seasoned and it's like kind of my whole dream is to just be yeah. that be that person also what i love about her is like she shies away from restaurant culture mm-hmm. um because of how toxic it is and we talked a little bit about that with david chang and we'll talk about that more in next episode but the toxic masculinity and hyper abusive like language and stuff is really prevalent in in kitchen culture and so she says that she'll never work at another restaurant um she just likes to be a recipe writer and a contributor and um you know i i really admire that i admire that she recognizes that about herself and um yeah so well yeah. i guess we just kind of went into it okay so we were just talking beforehand like your best thing you ate this week was it was this i mean yeah okay (laughs) me too me too what i so so basically this recipe was the inspiration for too many cooks pod um about like in the beginning of the um of the quarantine uh samin created a recipe for new york times basically just the big lasagna and she talks to you and she made a video for it um and it was it's just so charming because it's like in her own kitchen and it's kind of like bad quality and she's just being so (laughs) goofy and like you know you can see her kind of like fuddling with technology and you're like yes this is very relatable this is exactly what i needed in it's so relatable it's exactly what i needed in march so i was like i made this and she talks about making her own pasta and like going through all the all the um the steps of like if you want to make every single part of this from scratch Mm -hmm. you can't if you don't you don't have to and we, we I so, definitely want to get into that because um, this yeah. can be, you know, kind of a, an all like afternoon affair if you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But could, it could also be really much easier and still mm-hmm. get a pretty great product, I think. So, yeah. So let me talk you talk to you really quickly about Samin um, just in general. She's um, she falls into my chefs. You should know. Um category she so she was born in san diego her parents emigrated from iran or in the mid 70s well i guess she went to uc berkeley in in 2000 as a sophomore in undergrad she ate dinner at chez panisse and immediately decided to work there as a busser like she loved it so much that she was just like i got i gotta be in the um 
in the restaurant industry because she says that she grew up eating a mostly Iranian food and she didn't really learn how to cook until she was an adult. So working at Chez Panisse, she worked her way up um, to the kitchen. She she left Chez Panisse and actually moved to Italy and started and started cooking there. She kind of dreamed, always dreamed about having a TV show. Um, and in 2017, though, she created a, a cookbook basically um, illustrating that like the four main components of food are salt, fat, acid, and heat, and what makes good food good. So that was turned into a Netflix series in 2018. And that's kind of how I got to fall in love with her was through this Netflix show. I, you know, her whole, like, she's right. Like, she's worked through, like, the most amazing restaurants, traveled all around the world, is incredible, really highly technical. But then she makes these things that are so relatable, and she breaks everything down into these four categories that just (laughs) is just so illustrative of, you know, it's like, you know, when somebody's an expert, when they can explain something really simply to you. Yeah. Like. Like the way we do it. yeah, Yeah. Like. Oh, totally, totally the way we do it. Just straightforward <laughs> to the point. It's the same. <laughs> but I, I really, I don't know. I just like really appreciate her. She's got that podcast with Rishi K. Sherway called Home Cooking. And I know I shouldn't like advertise other people's pods, but I love her so much. We do yeah. it all the time. Or you do it all the time. Oh, it's like, who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I think Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat should be one of those cookbooks that's in everybody's, um, everybody's library. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. So just between us, I've never seen salt, fat, acid, heat. Are you? I mean, I I know it extremely well just because I know I I, like when it got big. I I heard about it, and I just never actually sat down. I mean, I just watched my first episode of Great British Bake Off the other day. So, um, so yeah, I. But that makes sense because you're a weirdo and you don't like sweet things Uh, or British people. Um, no, they're, they're fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> this cannot be the second pod in a row where you have a hot take where we get yelled at by people. Um, <laughs> I, I think oh, it's been every, every podcast, by the way. So it's, it's <laughs> not just like these last two episodes are magical. So At least it's not about butter this yeah. time. Jeez, um, please. Yeah, no, so I, I really actually... This is your homework. I, no, I really want to watch your... the show because... Um, it's like yeah, cause she four hours delightful. of your life. Yeah, and, and I oh love the, God, the concept and she and goes to yeah, Italy. So. I'm so mad. <laughs> she goes to Italy. She learns how to make pesto from like a nonna. And it's just so yeah. cute. And they talk about olive oil. And they talk about how like people save olive oil like they save wine. And oh. then like, don't do that. <laughs> That's trash. That's bad. Don't do that because olive oil expires. It doesn't age. It's not like just yeah, it doesn't use get better, it. Yeah. It gets a fancy. Yeah. Does it get better? It gets worse. It gets rancid and rotten. Yeah. So just use your <laughs> olive oil. Um, she goes to Japan and learns about salt. Um, she goes to Mexico and learns about like citrus fruits, and then where does she? And then she works with Alice Waters, I think, at at Chez Panisse, and does um, uh, like proper steak cooking for heat. Um, but then she has like a big dinner party, and she throws it all together. Oh my god, I love her so much. Ah, <laughs> oh. um, I just really appreciate her style of cooking. Um, yes. Anyway, so this lasagna is incredible. Yeah. Um. <sighs> it's just called the big lasagna recipe. Okay, so it is probably pretty daunting when you open it up and you look at all the all the steps and you see like, okay, there's a ricotta filling, a ragot filling, there's a bechamel. Oh, I'm sorry. Zoe bechamel. Zoe bechamel. Shit, how did bechamel. we say it? How I was, was right. right. This was the, like, the one time you I was right. right about pronouncing something. <laughs> so. That and what did I say last week? Giblets? Oh, yeah. Gib- giblets. Yeah, you, yeah, you went with gib- uh, <laughs> Kimmy giblets. Giblets. <laughs> Kimmy Giblets. Um, so, right. So there's a lot of steps. I'm not actually, I, I feel like we should just like, I don't think I need to read through all of them. But basically, there's a ricotta filling, olive oil, spinach, salt, ricotta, grated mozzarella, parmesan, basil leaves. And by the way, I did not do the spinach for this. Um, oh, because, yeah. Because, um, A, I'm not a huge fan of spinach and lasagna just because um especially texture wise i feel like you can end up getting really big pieces of spinach uh and the ratios can kind of be off and stuff and b i really wanted to just test this as is i didn't want you know spinach to possibly detract from it or you know have those kind of situations so yeah uh so i left the spinach out uh it 
I, I, I don't think it kind of changes, you know, any of the ratios that you're going to be doing when you're actually cooking. So, um, so if you're not a spinach fan, feel like you can, you can leave it out. She does say that you can use like the fresh spinach or frozen or, you know, I, my experience with frozen spinach is not good. I think fresh, fresh spinach is so much better. So if you can get it and you do want to use the spinach, I would highly recommend doing that instead of just grabbing because you, you need to get the moisture out and that's the key thing. And frozen, I feel like really retains that moisture way too much. Yeah, you like what I honestly, anytime I cook with um with frozen spinach, because I made it with both because hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic, we couldn't get access to fresh yeah. produce. So I had frozen spinach. And so I like basically put it in a um in a cheesecloth yeah. and twisted and twisted yeah. and twisted and twisted. I, I thought it to room temp beforehand and then I just twisted it, you know, and it is one of those things where like it might seem completely unnecessary to rinse it out. You're like, it's just going to get wet anyway. And the ricotta, no, you have to cut it out. Yeah. You have to cut the water out because it's just going to steam and get bubbly and weird and gross. Um, but I totally understand that. The way that she has you cook the, um, the, the fresh spinach is so clever. I mean, you basically blanch it and then you take it out, you cool it, and then you chop it into bite-sized pieces. So you can just have it, it, t- it like cuts down on the spinachiness of it, but again, if you don't like spinach, don't include yeah. it. Like you don't need it. Um, and then with the basil, she says twenty large fresh basil leaves, about one bunch, finely chopped. Um, two tablespoons finely chopped fresh parsley or chives. One teaspoon finely chopped fresh thyme, marjoram, or one teaspoon of dried Italian seasoning. I didn't have basically any of this. I had basil. Um, luckily, I found basil at the at the farmer's market um i didn't i didn't have chives or parsley i did definitely didn't have fresh thyme and i definitely didn't have marjoram like i don't think i've ever purchased marjoram but um i i just you know use basil and dried italian seasoning i actually have herbs de provence yeah i so i did the same thing i i used basil and dried italian seasoning i um i didn't have the other ones and you know i think it's it's fine i i this is a good chance where adjusting the herbs to your um, your preferences is, this is the perfect way place to do it. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, so basically, I I mean, I'm going to just say the tip that she has too. she says like to prepare the ricotta filling, she has a bunch of steps, but really it says ricotta filling can be made one day in advance and refrigerated. I did this. Mm. I, I knew that I wanted to have it on a Friday night. And so on Thursday morning, I did all of the ricotta filling and I just like set it aside because it, I also knew that I was going to be making pasta sheets myself. And so, and this was my yeah, first foray yeah. into pasta. And then you just want to make sure that you take the ricotta filling out uh, and get yes. it up to room temp before you start. Right. Because it's going it. to be really hard to spread and you don't want that cold. Mm contrast you want everything to be the same temperature yeah. pretty much okay for the zoe bechamel we this is going to be another conversation so basically you you take um butter flour whole milk sea salt black pepper and ground nutmeg it says optional with ground nutmeg i am gonna specify not optional <laughs> do it yeah do it do it so the only issue i had well i, I had two issues with this this step <laughs> we'll get into the second one but um it, there's no specific measurements for salt, pepper, nutmeg, mm-hmm. right? It, it very it's much is, taste. and and I, I do like that throughout the recipe. She does emphasize this a lot in the video too, but um, she encourages you. To, I mean, taste everything. You know, any anytime you're cooking, you should be tasting as you go to make sure that you don't need to adjust anything or you know. Um, but I I feel like as you know a, a recipe for someone who maybe is not used to. Um, you know, cooking as much or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, I mean, nutmeg, not a lot of people have cooked with nutmeg, especially not in a savory yeah, dish. And so, um, so I feel like it would have been really probably very helpful to have, especially for the nutmeg, like a, a recommended, a recommended amount to use. It's tough though, because if you, it depends. So for all of her things, it's like, depending on what kind of salt you have, your salt may be saltier than my salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on how coarse your grind of your pepper is, your pepper may be more peppery than my pepper. Yeah. And nutmeg. Freshly ground nutmeg versus right. you know, the so stuff like, that's been sitting on your shelf. If you're, yeah. yeah, exactly. If you're sitting there with a microplane and a, and a little nutmeg pod, you're like, it's it's hard to... So I would say, like, for the salt, like, a healthy pinch at each of the steps. And then, again, like, just test it. 
taste it as mm-hmm. you go. And then for the nutmeg, I think um, a, a sprinkle. A sprinkle is what I did. <laughs> a sprinkle. A sprinkle. Right. Like you want to like make your bechamel looks like look like it has freckles, but not like it has a sunburn. Like just a little hmm. like a little smattering. A sprinkle. Yeah, I like it. A sprinkle. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used. I mean, I I have shitty nutmeg from a. a like McCormick's, whatever. It's not, McCormick's isn't mm-hmm. shitty. It's just old, so it's shitty. Yeah, I know. McCormick's, McCormick's is great. <laughs> um, oh, God. Hot takes. No, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, basically, and then, okay, let me go through the ingredients. And then, so, four and a half cups of tomato sauce, or <laughs> you can make it yourself, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks in the video, she talks you through how to make your own. Um, I, I couldn't find, I don't have tomato sauce here really. You, we do, but it's like basic, it's super sweet. It's disgusting. So, yeah, um, yeah. I made my own, um, one recipe of homemade lasagna sheets. She's like, don't worry. I made, I did that. So she has a link to her lasagna sheets if you want to make them <laughs> or, um, store-bought, totally easy. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah. One and a half ounces of grated parm, Asiago or Grana, Grana Padano. Hmm. Mm. Don't know. It sounds delicious. No. And then three ounces of whole um, whole milk or part skim mozzarella, provolone, or even string cheese. She's like, listen, you can do whatever you want. Like, just get something that's yeah. like melty. Get get a melty cheese. Yeah, yeah. Um. So okay. So basically, you make the ricotta. You're tossing everything together. Make it a day in advance if you want. Let's talk about the bechamel. Bechamel. <laughs> um. This is day. This is episode. Two in a row of me struggling to like say it right, but not sound like a ding dong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't say croissant, I say croissant. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, I went to the store. We wouldn't be working together if you did. So. <laughs> um, bechamel, bechamel. It's basically a roux, and a roux is flour and liquid, mm-hmm. kind of like mixed together, flour and and, and butter and milk, whatever. So, um, and. So melt butter, whisk in flour, reduce heat, and cook very low for 15 minutes, stirring regularly to prevent browning. After the mixture foams a bit and it will visibly transform, the butter will separate, the bu- bubbles will reduce in size, and the mixture will look like freshly wet fine sand. Also, how That's beautiful is that? So helpful, right? So Yeah, so I mean, good. just really, really helpful. Um, whisking vigorously, slowly pour in the milk, increase heat to medium and whisk until the mixture thickens about two minutes. So this is like, like really you're whisking with Mm -hmm. left hand and you're pouring with your right hand at the same time because you're making an emulsion and you don't want it to break. So if you're not accustomed to that, that can get a little disorienting because you're like, oh, I'll whisk and I'll pour and I'll whisk and I'll pour. It's like, no, you really Mm -hmm. need to like have a steady stream of very, a very slow steady stream of milk as you're whisking vigorously. Yeah. Not a heavy pour at all. Not a heavy pour. Um, Add salt, pepper, and nutmeg if using to taste. So that's the like f- first step of creating your bechamel, and then you then you have to reduce the hell out of it because you're adding four cups of milk. Like that's a lot it's, of liquid. I honestly checked the amount of milk repeatedly, you're like, especially as uh, just because it's it's so much, mm-hmm. right? And so one thing I will recommend is um, if if your milk's right out of the fridge. That's going to be, you know, and, and really, really cold. It's going to be a little bit more problematic. Yeah. And so if you can kind of take it out for a little while beforehand, um, that'll help. But <laughs> I don't know what it is with me and sauces not thinking. Like it is infuriating because this keeps on happening to me where I feel like it's taking so much longer yeah. for any sauce to thicken and reduce. Um, and so it took me, I think, like twice the amount of time to really kind of get to the consistency that that I wanted for this. Um, I mean, it came out fantastic. Yeah. The bechamel was perfect, but it was just so frustrating because it was, I, I, you know, I think it's, it's 15 minutes, um, mm-hmm. you know, roughly. And so it was another 15 minutes on top oh, of that for so me. Oh, that's so frustrating. And yeah, um, which it's funny that you should say that because you sound so empathetic, whereas when I was telling you this in real time, you were anything but... <laughs> You basically were yelling at me <laughs> and, and just being like, suck it up. Suck it <laughs> up, a baby. And so... No, because I was just so mad that you were that you were like dunking on Samin. I'm going to read the text. Um, no, it was so um, funny. But, and I highly recommend people look at the video. Yes. So you can see what the consistency was. Because that's how I knew that I wasn't there yet and what I needed to kind of get to at each step. And um, and that, that helped a lot because... 
this was my my first uh, bechamel sauce that I made, um, you know, and so I, I wasn't exactly sure of, you know, kind of where it should be, but seeing it definitely helped give me a guide. Yeah. But then also made me realize I'm still so far away from where I need to be. And I'm so frustrated now because I, I like, I want this to work so badly. Yeah. Can I just be... And a Grace bar- is yelling at me. Yeah. So here yeah, it goes. Go here it goes. Dave, I'm making the bechamel. Is this your first bechamel? It is, and there's no way this is going to thicken. Ha ha ha, all your sauces are loose. Give it time. There's a video she made to go with the recipe that's fun too. Yeah, I've watched it a bunch. Oh good, she's so cute. There's so much fucking milk. I'm a fangirl since salt, fat, acid, heat. Dave, get over it. It's a bechamel. It's a huge, huge zanya. No, I mean, it's a liquid. In theory, this is all magically turning thick. Two C's. <laughs> so many C's. In seven more minutes. Lol, oh, I see. It's not going to happen because this ain't potions class. Tis potions. <laughs> milk, butter, flour, and time equals goop. A half a gallon of milk to a half cup of flour does not seem right. Trust. It worked for me three times, so I don't know what to tell you if it doesn't work for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, he told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, well, deal with it. How hot is your pan? I use my Dutch oven. Same. Trust. Four minutes. <laughs> Crank the heat. Time's up and I have milk. So this is me, yeah, this is me counting down. <laughs> I'm like, it's four minutes left and I'm still looking at nothing but milk. Time's up and I have milk soup. Dave, why are you like this? <laughs> I'm so mean. You were. You were very, very mean. And at the, my most like vulnerable time, too, because there was so much pressure. Oh, man, I'm this crying. Working out. Oh, that's <laughs> so was, funny. But I stand by, I stand by her basically because. You said, shouldn't the recipe just work? And that's a fair thing. That's like a very fair, like, criticism of of all of the mm-hmm. recipes that we do. But it's funny because, like, that's, I think, one of the biggest stressors of cooking for people when they're mm-hmm. like, it's, you know, four minutes, three minutes. And, like, you are confident enough that you know that time and heat will soli- will reduce mm-hmm. your, your bechamel. The thing is... I watched her do all of this, yeah. right? And I and I saw the kitchen that she's she's making it in, um, which was like shark, shockingly like small. And I know <laughs> and she's got a small yeah, little, like, um, yeah. How's that your kitchen? kitchen? Wow, I know um, it's so endearing. And so yeah, and so like I'm looking at all the tools that she's using. I'm I'm trying to. It was like the Zabruder film. I'm just like looking to the see what? every angle. Zabruder film. Zapruder. 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 I don't know what you're talking about. That's what I keep saying. I think I'm saying it the same way over and over. (laughs) Upbruder? The Kennedy Kennedy assassination film? No. Don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I know that that happened. Are you serious? Yeah, I know that that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not a truther. Wow, yeah, no. I I will watch Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, and you have to watch... I guess don't watch that movie, but... I don't (laughs) want to watch that. that. Oh, is it just like looking Um, at the angle? You're like trying to... Yeah, NCIS so people are filming the, the the parade, and um, and there's like an, another angle, uh, you know, uh, uh, aside from like the press stuff. Okay. Um, and so they they try to see like well who was where and and all that stuff, and so. Um, oh, it's a brooder. That's what uh, you're saying. Okay. <laughs> so, so I thought here I am just so self conscious with, with every interaction that we have, where I'm like, oh, I'm saying it wrong again. Grace is the word doctor. People are gonna laugh. Also, little an did asshole. I know that <laughs> you're just like. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. That's great. Um, oh, man. So, oh, man. Uh, so anyway, so I'm overanalyzing the video because I'm trying to look at uh, like her flame level and, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and, and everything because uh, since it said 15 minutes and I saw where it's at essentially as the countdown kind of gets closer and closer and I know how kind of cooking works, I knew this was going to take longer, yeah. right? Um, and so when, when I say that, you know, shouldn't it just work? You know, if it if it had taken 18 minutes or 20 minutes. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Whatever, you know, but the fact that it did take kind of so much longer and, and the, the really tough thing um, about for cooking, I think, in general is timing. Right. Right. And so if you if you're flexible on timing, great, because then who cares? Right. You know, if, if stuff's taking long, it's not a big deal. Um, but if you're trying to get stuff on the table at a certain time or mm-hmm. you've planned ahead or whatever, you know, um, that's when like these kind of things that pop up can get really, you know, frustrating. Right. So, you have a toddler um, so running it around. Came together. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it, it, you know, it did, did come together. It just took much longer. 
I do think the temperature of the milk um, had a, a big mm-hmm. uh, impact on that because it was mine was very cold. Yeah. I, I think I I think I purchased it that morning. So it came from like the grocer, you know, refrigerator, right. where, which is, you know, basically ice cold mm-hmm. and then to mine. Um, and uh, yeah, I just feel like, you know, maybe I could have incorporated like a little bit more slowly than I did. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, learn for next time. But it might take longer than 15 minutes. Yeah, basically. that's and that's totally fair. I appreciate too that she talks about like if you're if it's lumpy, like taste it, right? So like taste it. You don't mm-hmm. want to taste fl- flour. If it's lumpy, strain it yeah. or puree it. You'll basically have about three and a half cups left, so you're reducing half a cup. Um, again, you can make this a day in advance and just and just she says to press a piece of parchment or plastic against the surface of the sauce to prevent a skin from forming. Um, that is something that you do with like anything that you ha- that has like milk in it. Milk creates a skin or like any custardy thing that you make. So that's a really good tip. Um, and then just stick it in the fridge overnight. And then once you are ready to use it, take it out a couple hours before you're ready to use it. Get it to room temp. Yeah. Um, because, again, you want everything to be the same temperature when it goes into the oven. So yeah. you got your own, you, you didn't make your own tomato sauce, did you? You made. No. You. So, um, I've, I've made tons of tomato sauces yeah. in the past. I, I feel like, uh, I was trying to make this kind of more ease, easy on myself. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I, I didn't make my own pasta. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I basically just used, uh, Rouse tomato sauce, which is a jarred sauce that I think is as close to a homemade sauce that you could possibly get. It is incredible. Um, How do you spell it? And so, uh, R-A-O apostrophe S. So, Rouse is um, uh, an an amazing Italian restaurant in in New York. And they jar the sauce and it is um, a little bit more expensive, but I think it's incredibly well worth it. Um, It has like all the elements that you want from a freshly homemade sauce. uh, And it's... And so convenient. So, yeah. uh, so I use that. Um, no, it's so uh, funny. I um, yeah, but I did use the store bought uh, noodles nudes. and nudes. And um, the one note that she has, which I think actually is really really important, is um, if you can, do not use the wavy mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. Like just use the flat ones. Yep. Um, and so, and it does, I think, make uh, kind of a, a difference. I was, I've never been a fan of like kind of the wavy oh, funny. ones, um, in, in lasagna. I, I feel like it just, um, they kind of, I think they just cook less consistently. Hmm. Um, you know, and, and yeah. I don't, I don't know why. Where does why. it come from? Where does, where does the wavy? The wavy yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know why that is a thing. Like I don't, after I really having know. made my own lasagna sheets, I like, no, now I'm like, like, that would actually be very complicated to achieve. Be a pain in the ass. Pain yeah. The ass. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That's so funny. Putting so over a bunch of like dowels or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or like a weird drying rack, but you don't get the yeah. middle. Yeah. That's really funny. Um, okay. So I, again, like, like transport back to me. This is pre stir crazy bakes. This is pre like me getting really into, into cooking. Like I, this is my first ambitious thing that I did in quarantine. Um, and so it's actually really funny to look back because I have a really funny video of me making my own noodles. And I, <laughs> so I watched the video a bajillion times of her making lasagna noodles. Mm. I watched another video of her making lasagna noodles. I made, watched like all these different pasta, pasta, um, homemade pasta recipe things. So I ended up going, uh, we have like a local version of Amazon um, called Mercado Libre. Like free market and yeah. it's like you know so i ordered kind of like a janky like entry level pasta maker or um what is it called like a what's it called a pasta maker like the rolly like a, thing like the thing that you crank you put yeah. into the into the countertop and you whatever so yeah, yeah. it I, is i love your your gesturing in an audio because you're i'm <laughs> You're asking me for help, and you, we've done this a few times, where you ask basically me for help. You're like, what's the thing? And you're gesturing, and I know exactly what you're talking about, but I just wait because it's just silence Cruel. and <laughs> for anyone just, listening. They're like audio. Well, it I is really it. funny because when I go back and edit, I'm like, what was I doing in this moment? Because I can't <laughs> see myself. Um, mm. Yes. Okay. So it like, you know, the pasta cranky thing, the roller get the mm. roller guy. Yeah, pasta maker. Pasta maker. <laughs> so I, I got it. And it's like, it's a piece of shit. Like it, it, it's, 
like the handle goes in at a certain point, but it doesn't lock. So anytime you stop putting in pressure, it falls out. And so you just, every 30 seconds, you'd hear like clank, shit. Like Ben was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, ah, but there was something, once I got into a groove, there was something so meditative about the process. I, I definitely don't necessarily recommend it for like the average home cook. I don't. I think Mm -hmm. that there are so many, especially if you're, in a place where you can get reliable, delicious po- sheets of pasta or sheets of lasagna. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need it. You don't need to do this. I really appreciated the, like, the science behind it, the effort behind it, the meditative process, the troubleshooting, the chemistry that happened, you know, like, all the, the potions mm-hmm. that happened. I think that yeah. it all really paid off for me. And it's a very, like, personality-specific thing. I get it, though. Like, I get why. Because I've been able to try it side-by-side side with like store-bought ones and it just they were so silk the the flour is so silky and like you use like semolina flour and double zero flour you like you can it's so good i would 100 percent make my own pasta for this recipe yeah um and you know having made i mean i grew up making pasta and um uh like you know i never it's it always ends up being i think so much work and it's a really nice thing to do yeah. kind of in a, in a family setting or, you know, as a as a couple or something like mm-hmm. that. But unless you're making like a massive amount, like you're making a whole big batch of like ravioli or something like that. Right. Um, you know, I, I never found that it was really worth the effort. Mm-hmm. But for this, I feel like I, I would I would consider doing it if I really just wanted to do this kind of all out. But again, you can do it really, really the easy way for this and it's fantastic yeah i think that that's a really great point like i so i think we talked about this i'm not sure if it made made the episode but remember we were talking about like the the like benefit or the even like what's the word this is a terrible (laughs) like cost benefit analysis kind of like a cost benefit analysis but also like the like the validity of even small plate things like tasting menus and like tweezer food and like so you know like okay so people hate tweezer food because it is like unaccessible inaccessible Mm -hmm. like you know it is prohibitive in terms of price it's prohibitive in terms of flavors it's something like you know it's kind of the op it's the opposite of ugly delicious david chang's whole thing is like tweezer food is so fussy and whatever 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 and and it's inaccessible. Like, I think that that's the biggest thing. And so yeah. I'm comparing this recipe a little bit to those tweezer food things, because I think a lot of people would say, this is inaccessible. This is prohibitive. I'm not going to spend all day. But for my, like, I, I think it was actually Sola L. Whaley said, like, when it comes to tweezer food, like, it's a performance. It's a, mm-hmm. a lot of the time you're doing like molecular gastronomy, you're basically showing really new techniques and you're just, it's a performance. So you can spend $600 and go see Hamilton, or you could spend $600 and go, I mean, it's, it's like, it depends on who <laughs> yeah. you are, but like, anyway, go, go for Hamilton. If, yeah. Go for, Hamilton. Go for but. Hamilton. But right. So like, you know, it's not just food. It's, it's like, it's art and it's a, it's, it's, a, art, it's yeah. theater and it's art. So when mm-hmm. I, when I talk to people, friends and family who say like, oh my God, you're so ambitious. Like, why do you do these ambitious bakes? Like, I I have kids, I can't possibly do that. I, mm-hmm. you know, I totally get it. Like, of, of course, it's pro- it's prohibitive. It's inaccessible for, for people who don't have time. But for those where, like, you have the time or even you want to, like, make it a more meditative process and you have kind of an excuse to say, like, like for me, like I needed to busy my brain because I was so scared yeah. at the beginning of this pandemic. Yeah. I was just so, so anxious, so stressed out. The uncertainty was was like was really just like tearing me apart. And so mm-hmm. I spent a day making this lasagna, and or two days because I made the I made the ricotta filling the night yeah, before. Yeah. But basically, like having something to do like this, where you roll you're rolling sheets of of pasta dough, like I had, I'll, I'll post the video because it's really funny because I, I like, I messed up and I like 
there my when I was making the the pasta, the eggs kind of like rolled all over the counter. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I was I was cleaning eggs out of my hair. I was crying. Like I was just like it was one of those things where I was, like you know when you're stressed out already and the slightest thing just yeah. sets you off. Well, this was a big like yeah. I was just like there's eggs yeah. everywhere. You mean like when you're trying to get your bechamel to reduce and then yeah. your friend's then just you're... like yelling at you. Yeah. What is yeah, wrong I with know. you, Dave? Why are you like this? <laughs> Suck it up. Suck it up. <laughs> Rub some dirt in it. Get off. Yeah, get back on the field. Toxic <laughs> toxic masculinity in the kitchen is what mm-hmm. I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I think of this as like a very valid outlet for people who want that. But what's yeah. beautiful about this recipe is that if you can't do that, if you don't have time, or actually it doesn't even it doesn't sound meditative or fun for you to like troubleshoot and play mm-hmm. and whatever, I totally get that also. And that's Samin Rosarat. Like having give it, her recipes really have this capability of doing of doing both like yeah you can make it a day or you can make it in an hour okay so we i went off on a tangent sorry um us no no okay the other thing that she she talked about is you do need to boil the sheets the the pasta sheets beforehand even if you are using store-bought because you manipulate them in such a way that you need them to be pliable um, yeah, and so when you're constructing the actual base of the lasagna, um, which, so she has you use the bechamel sauce, uh, you know, as uh, like a, an undercoating, essentially, that's your nonstick coating, which mm-hmm. is, I thought, genius. Yeah. And um, so when, when you're constructing the actual base of the lasagna, you're using the noodles and actually running um, them up the sides so that you're en- you end up encapsulating the entire thing. And I really liked that. Um, you know, it gave it, I felt, uh, a little bit more, you know, kind of structure for those end pieces yes. and everything, um, you know, and, and, and works really well. I, I'm almost tempted to try it without doing that I one did, time. I did that. Um, you did? I did it for and the second happened? time because I was like, oh, this is unnecessary. It's fine. It's just a traditional lasagna and it doesn't actually yeah. give a structural. I'm, I like corners because texture, hello. So mm-hmm. I like the corner pieces and the, and the crispy, crunchy pieces. Um, and so you get more of that. But also yeah. uh, when you when you do the t- like the little like tucky, like you're making a bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I opposite of making a bed. You're not making a bed. Don't worry. Scratch that. Take, <laughs> strike that from the record. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 Grace, no, you're smart. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so um, I did it the second time and I was like, oh, I don't need to do that. And it was, um, there was no real stu- structural integrity. So when I took the... Um, when I took the piece out, I just kind of like glooped all over. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't matter. Again, it doesn't matter. Lasagna is kind of ugly. It's not a pretty. It's not, It's just. It's just gonna be delicious. So if you forget yeah. or you're like, I'm gonna try it without. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like. Or you don't have time to boil. If you got the store bought yeah. and you don't have time to boil no. them, you know, it, I, it's okay to just layer them in yeah, the bottom. Yeah, it might it does, just be a little it, chewy. Yeah, and it just does help um, because, like, mine uh, after boiling them you know, putting them kind of end to end, I could fit one and probably like three quarters. Mm -hmm. And so I had to trim, you know, two noodles, you know, kind of, you know, each time, uh, which is fine because then you use those pieces later on. And and, oh my God, it's just like you don't, you have no idea when you're eating it. And so I appreciated um, that she talks about like you alternate the direction of them, of the noodles. Like I really mm -hmm. liked, I liked that. I never really thought about it. It just makes total sense. Um, Yeah. Anyway. I did not do that. Oh, that's fine. Did it? Did she not? I'm just like. I don't know. Did she not say that? Am I? I don't know if. It, yeah, I'm not sure if it's mentioned in the. Oh, am I lying? Um, oh, she said in the I mean, video. <laughs> perhaps. Am I? I just, don't think it's in the video. Am I just lying? I think you're just plainly lying. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh my god. Because <laughs> in my head, I'm like, I'm like, huh? I must have missed that. Oh but my god. Um, that happens, you know, no big deal. But <laughs> I read this recipe a lot, and I watched the video uh, many, many times. Okay, confirmed. I'm. I'm lying. gonna try and. I need an analogy now for a video that you and your age range, I guess, would know, like an overanalyzed video. So I was going to say just NCIS, um, like, see, like <laughs> when you're like enhance. Um, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, you make a lasagna. You take all that good shit. You put it all in a. You layer. You <laughs> yeah, layer. Layer. You just crisscross if you want. Go nuts. Yeah. Crisscross. Have fun. Honestly, it's delicious. What I so I wanted to talk about the kind of like the process. So basically, like. You take you gently cover lasagna with a piece of parchment, piece of parchment, and then you tight, tightly cover with foil. So you might be thinking like, well, how am I going to get the crunchy, crispy, crunchy layer? Oh my god, it's going to be—it's just like steaming and boiling and gross. That's what you want. 
That's so, I yeah. thought that was so clever. And in the video, you watch her unfurl, like after 20 minutes, uh, 40 minutes. 40. 40 minutes, you you peel back the parchment and you're like, oh no, all the all the bechamel, but it's still there. It's delicious. And then you, mm-hmm. and then you sprinkle with mozzarella or you sprinkle your kitchen with mozzarella and, yeah, also the, and also the lasagna, return it to the oven and you cook it again for 20 minutes. So it's an hour in total. Yeah. Again, you don't touch it once it's in the oven, except after 40 minutes. It's very simple once it's in the oven. Um, I let mine cool for a lot longer than 15 minutes because I wanted it to kind of solidify. Did you immediately cut into it? No, no, I, um, I, I mean, I wanted to, but I, I knew that I, it has to cool. cool it has to cool. It's, it's going to be, it's, it's molten at, at this point. It's right? like, and it's going to all, it's going to lose all. Just fall yeah. apart. Yeah. Um, so I did wait the 15 minutes. Um, it, you know, it was a little bit torturous, but also, uh, in, in the video that she posted, uh, she waits like three minutes, mm-hmm. something like that. And basically like burns the shit out of her. Yeah. She's like, well, <laughs> so, that, yeah, don't do that. And, yeah, my son, like my son, was eager to to dive into it too, and he had watched the cooking video with me, and I was like, "Look, we we saw what happened, right?" <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, and I've lived this oh, repeatedly. So many times, you know, I've I've so many times I'm like, "Hey, I know this is hot, yeah," but I am just diving into it because mm-hmm. I want it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's always a mistake. Always a mistake. <laughs> it's always a mistake. I I yeah. really appreciated that. She's just so I just love her so. Yeah, um, it's it's very relatable. I, it's um, funny too. So, yeah, go ahead. No, you know, you go. I was just, I was going to bring up the pictures, like our comparison of our, of our final, mm-hmm. final products. Cause I took it really crispy. I like, yeah, you, yeah, you, I don't know you why do. I was like more, more bubbles, <laughs> more boublage. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> like, so, uh, just let's talk the layers just real oh, quick. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um, I missed that. Because basically, so I, I mentioned, you know, the, the bottom is essentially the bechamel, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then. And then your first layer uh, of nudes. And then um, after that is ricotta and then noodles. And this is all going from memory, so correct me if okay. I'm wrong. And then, uh, and then sauce and then noodles and then bechamel and then no. repeat. No. So you what do. Wait. Yeah, no, wait. Oh, oh my God. Is that not? Wait. Ricotta, <laughs> tomato, bechamel, parmesan. Ricotta, tomato, bechamel, parmesan. Following each with a layer of pasta. Oh my God. Yeah. I did this wrong. <gasps> Is that why yours was pink the one time? Because you just had like. Because I did ricotta. And I did ricotta and tomato sauce together. Mm. Then I did the noodle. Oh my so did you, God. Did you have fewer I had noodle fewer noodles. layers? Wow. Which honestly, not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I, um, I, <laughs> um, I. The main reason I do this podcast is just the delightful moments where <laughs> I find like that you made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's what gets me through the weeks. My <laughs> so. students actually said something similar to me too because it's the end of the semester and everyone's like talking about finals and stuff and I was like, oh shit, I put the wrong date on the guidelines and they were like, Mwah. like it was everyone <laughs> took such like gross pleasure from it. I get it. I'm fallible. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pissed. At some point, someone will find that I made a mistake. It, like it hasn't happened yet, but at some okay. point that'll happen. <laughs> okay, shit. All right. Shit. <laughs> Shit. So, okay. It is ricotta. Like you said, you were right. Ricotta, pasta, tomato sauce, pasta, bechamel, pasta, parmesan, pasta? No, no. So, uh, no. So, bechamel and parmesan. And parm. Bechamel and parm. Yeah. Bechamel and parm. Bechamel and parm. Ricotta, pasta, tomato pasta. sauce, pasta, bechamel and parm, pasta. Ricotta? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so pissed. So, um, the, and the reason I wanted to actually talk about this, and, and it is kind of perfect, because... I, this was a, a rare, I think, misstep in the writing of the recipe. Yeah. Because it, it isn't super, um, clear. And I, I, luckily there is the video. Yeah. And so, and she, she goes really quickly. So it, fast. it actually speeds up. Yeah. Um, but I, I went and like paused it just to make sure that I was interpreting the instructions correctly because I was like, okay, I think it's what basically what I said, you know, pasta and then kind of layer and then another pasta, you know. But um, the way it's phrased in the recipe, I felt was so it was ambiguous enough that I was just like, all right, I really want to make sure I'm doing this right. And so 
Um, yeah, so you know, if you're doing this, watch the video. But mm -hmm. it basically is you're alternating layers. Um, and she says at the end, because you might be, you might run out of space, basically. Yeah. Um, and especially, this, you will run out of space, basically, if you're if you're using the store blood stuff. Yes. Because it's going to be a little bit thicker. Um, and so you can combine uh, two of the the last layers uh, towards the very end. Um, I also, so I asked about the bechamel sauce, so like how much you used. <laughs> so horrified. Um, so I I use less uh, tomato sauce mm -hmm. than she recommends. Um, I forget the exact measurement that she she recommended. Was it like forty ounces or so? Uh, Thirty two ounces of store bought marinara, um, and then yeah. yeah, four and a half cups if you do it by at home. I used twenty four ounces, mm. um, and felt like that was kind of the perfect amount. Okay. Um, but this is, they, I mean. Uh, Presumably, everybody's had lasagna in the past. Um, this is one of those things where adjust to your taste. Yeah. Like I tend, I tend to not like um, for the tomato sauce in a lasagna to be overpowering everything else. Yeah. And so, um, and if you and if you do really like that, you can also always heat some up and pour it on top. You know, when you're serving. Yeah. It. So, um, you know, I so I, you know, had a nice layer, and I end up using exactly 24 ounces mm -hmm. of sauce. That's funny. I actually, uh, I have another secret. I added meat to my sauce. I made a meat sauce. So, mm, so yeah. like if you're looking for um, like, cause the, one of the times I made it, the family that I was cooking for, um, wanted like a meat component in their, in their lasagna. And oh. I was like, Oh, easy. Super easy. You just put the order in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they specifically were like, make sure there's meat in it. No, so. I said, are you vegetarian? And they said, no. And I said, I can make it either. I can make this lasagna. Do you want ground, do you want ground meat in it? I could do like Mm -hmm. beef or sausage or whatever yeah um, and this is like a perfect opportunity to like you know just play around and add more yeah add the meat and stuff add any any flavoring really to the sauce and um mm -hmm. but i i will and have and i'm gonna like because we're almost we're almost we're leaving in a few days and so it's like mm -hmm. i'm ready to make this with my mom and like have it be kind of because she actually asked yeah. me like have you made pasta before by hand and that's a really wonderful collaborative thing to make. Um, so I'm getting really so, excited to do it with my mommy. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I'm I'm excited to to make this again. Yeah. And, um, I was I it, it is a lot of food. <laughs> so, um, oh God, but I so I had the good pleasure of being able to to give some um, to one of my best friends, and uh, and he absolutely loved it. And so that was this is definitely a you get a lot of joy from serving this to people yeah. or from you know preparing it with, with people when you're not being yelled at by a friend. Um, <laughs> Oops. But uh, so there there's an ingredient that is not present in the recipe um, that I kind of felt like could be added. Uh oh. Um, An onion and garlic. Close. Garlic. Garlic. Yeah, there's no garlic <gasps> at all. Now, obviously, if, if you're making your own sauce or if you're getting store-bought sauce, you might have garlic in there. And so, but um, I feel, uh, and I think you've seen me do her this. Her garlic, wait, her her tomato sauce has four cloves of garlic in it. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I feel like you could, especially if you are a garlic lover. Yes. Um, slice very thin slices this is the good you know good fellas razor blade yep. thing and and i i do this a lot when i make pizzas um i i just get out a really sharp knife mm -hmm. and just slice like see through you know mm. slices of garlic um and you can layer that in oh. maybe i would just do it just for one one of the sauce layers oh, uh tomato sauce layers so good and layer that in um probably in the middle and i feel like that is is going to kind of melt down and break down Ooh. and give a really nice addition yeah so, so i think i might try that for like a quadrant you know <laughs> yeah. and um and then try something else for another quadrant yeah. and then try another you know and just make it for next time just kind of do a bunch of experimentation yeah, and, and then immediately forget which quadrant no no i was gonna say you should mark like, it so. on top of the tin foil which direction is like which quadrant is which. yeah that's yeah, yeah. um we also forgot to talk about salting. Like you need to super, super duper salt the water that you're cooking your pasta in. She does yes. has a really good tip about that. So yeah, because you're not because the noodles are especially again if you have store bought mm -hmm. especially they're they're not being salted at mm -hmm. all. So you want you know that that water you bring it to a boil first and then dump salt into it so it gets 
um, you know, it's almost like seawater. Yeah, I mean this. And that's going to flavor the noodles a lot. Yeah, that's like one of her episodes is talking talks exactly about that. So I I will refer you to the salt episode of Salt Fat Acid Heat to talk about like when you're when you're boiling something in water, um, blanching vegetables, pasta, anything you want to salt very vigorously, like it's so it's like seawater. Um, yeah, similar- and you and salt after the boil because yeah, if you salt before it. Um, it actually increases the the temperature that needs to come to to actually boil. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, it changes the boiling so, point. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So you want to salt everything. Yeah, actually, that's a really that's a really interesting point. I never I never knew why that was. Look at that. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, if you make the pasta at home too, you're gonna need to salt the water incredibly vigorously because there's no salt in the pasta recipe. So mm-hmm. um, the the other thing you could try is you could do it. With just the bechamel and no Ooh, tomato just sauce. Just a blonde, a little white yeah. lasagna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I've basically had that with what I think was basically this recipe. <laughs> um, you know, it was uh, a, a gentleman who is uh, a friend of a friend who's directly from Italy. Um, he's That's you know, really he's funny. only been here a number of years. Uh, and he made what I still consider to be the best lasagna I've ever had. Mm. And, uh, the pasta was, was, was handmade. It was so delicate and light. And I had never had, and I've had a lot of good lasagna, just especially growing up, uh, where I did. Um, but it had, I, I, I took the bite and I was like, is there nutmeg in this? Mm-hmm. Is that, you know? And sure enough, there was, and it was the bechamel sauce, yeah. which, um, you know, I had never, I never had that in lasagna. And so, and his, his was, was tomato sauceless, Ooh. you know? So, um, and and then when I read this recipe, I was just like, "Son of a bitch!" I, I think like may, that might have been a fake Italian accent. Maybe he had. I don't know. Like <laughs> no, but she. I mean, maybe, she learned how to. He do claimed this. it was like yeah. But she he claimed it yeah. was like a family recipe. So no, I'm, I'm sure. sure I'm sure. But, I mean, maybe she even learned how to do this in Italy from that family. <laughs> from the same family, <laughs> the same yeah. Family. Um, but it, it is yeah. That's and so sweet. I, I next time I I want to up that nutmeg because I didn't have yeah. the nutmeg flavor as much as I especially that because I noticed it in his. Mm-hmm. And part of that might be that the tomato sauce flavor kind of overtakes it in, in mine, you know, but, um, the, yeah, I, I, I that really might be either. one quadrant. I think, I, yeah. I think for sure you need to use, if you can go for the fresh, I mean, always go for fresh mm-hmm. spices in general, but yeah. Um, I, I love that this is kind of like another sense memory episode for us. Like you have this oh, like yeah. sense memory of, of that amazing unattainable lasagna Just, and yeah. now you've gotten yeah. it. I am really excited. I'm really happy that we, that we did this. I feel really like. I'm like, yes, finally we talked about it because I've been dying to talk about it. The other thing is (laughs) like, you know, Too Many Cooks started in the summertime, where it was the wintertime for me. So I was like, I was just like, oh, I need to talk about this lasagna. (laughs) So this is the perfect perfect December recipe. Exactly. I'm I'm super happy that I found this recipe at the start of, I mean, it's not even technically winter yet, but at the start of kind of cold, you know, Mm -hmm. cooking season. Um because I, I will make this repeatedly. And you said it freezes really well. Oh, my God. It freezes so well. Uh, it freezes so well. And I also, for, like, the family that visited, um, I did the thing where you freeze it. Like, the recommendation she has in the last step, basically, about how to freeze it ahead of time and then bake it for mm-hmm. later. Um, wait. <laughs> we didn't do our fear ratings. No, I know. But <laughs> I'm, I'm still very excited to talk more about it. So, um, yeah. So, <laughs> this, should I go first? Yeah, you go first. All right. Um, so, I mean, flavor, it's, it's a five, (laughs) just, it's fantastic. Um, so for ease, I would say it's going to depend on your approach. So we talked a lot about, there are a lot of things that you could do from scratch and, you know, uh, you can kind of, again, make, spend like kind of an entire day doing this entire meal. If you do it that way, I feel like the ease is probably a two. Yeah. Um, I recommend not doing it that way <laughs> because I think you can get a really phenomenal, phenomenal product um, without doing it that way. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, you know, you could use a, a really, again, really good quality jarred sauce. Don't don't just get like ragu or, or something like right. that. Like get a better quality jarred sauce or make a tomato sauce yourself because it, it's, it's an easy thing. Um, you can get store-bought pasta. I, I do recommend doing the boiling yeah. um, for it and... Um, and then everything else uh, is more kind of just time consuming. So the the bechamel is going to take some time. And so overall, I think if you do it kind of my way, 
uh, the ease is a four. Yeah, I think um, that's fair. Which for the end product, this is that talk about cost benefit analysis. Like the payoff for um, for that little bit of work is is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, approachability is is five. Um, you know, so much of this stuff is just normal ingredients you can yep. easily get. Um, and repeatability is definitively, definitively a five. Yeah. So, uh, so doing it my way is a 19 out of 20. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you did make it kind of all from scratch, that would be a 17. Out of yeah. 20, and that's is. what, that's exactly what I, so that's my, my score is, is five, two, three, like I would say two, three, and then five, five. So like, mm-hmm. I think that the, like, if you do every single thing from scratch, like I did, it is hard Yes, it mm-hmm. the hardest part about it is making the sheets of of the pasta sheets, tomato sauce, mm-hmm. make it easy, like yeah. in flavor it yourself, whatever, do do play around, have fun. Um, so the hardest part is about this whole thing was the pasta, but again, it gives you that meditative like, it gives you time, it gives you your your hands are busy, your brain is occupied, you throw on throw on this podcast. <laughs> You know, yeah. it gives you- and it will be a nicer end product because your pasta is definitively thinner. Oh my god, it's so good! And if you, I mean, that's yeah, that's that gonna be silky, really. It was like that silky mouth feel, mm-hmm. l- luscious, just pure luscious. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like all of the people that have made this, like this is my friends had made this before fear rating existed. So basically, everyone was saying like this is the best pasta I've ever had. And or yeah. best lasagna, and I best mean, lasagna. Yeah, yeah, best lasagna I've ever had, and I think that that's that's legit. Like I, I would one hundred percent recommend anytime anybody's like, oh, I'm kind of craving lasagna. I'm like, welcome, like this, this, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So we have some uh, some listener feedback okay. as well. Awesome. Um, and uh, so so Kathy again kind of just uh, joined in, and the one thing I really <laughs> really like about this is that uh, she ended up kind of just like doing exactly what I'm talking about where you can just do this really easily. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, she, you know, she got, got the ingredients and just kind of whipped it up, you know, at, after, after work. That's um, so good. And, and had an amazing final product. And so, uh, she had it as a, a five for flavor, uh, a four and a half for ease. Nice. Cause again, she, she did it. She used rouse sauce for the first time. So I was super awesome. happy that she was able to get that and, um, used it off the recommendation I gave. And, uh, had five is the rest of the way. So a 19 and a half out of 20, Incredible. you know, so yeah. So clearly, you know, high scores from all of us. Um, but this, it's actually really, you were talking about like ease. I, I mean, this is kind of like just to be inside baseball a little bit with this podcast. Like we talk a lot about like what's an acceptable level of hard for the listeners. And I mm-hmm. think that this is an acceptable level of hard if you're, if we're talking about pasta making yourself, but it also has just like the opportunity to be so easy. Like Kathy doing yeah. it right after work, and like it's just so lovely to hear that that people are are enjoying it. And but that that goes nicely into what we're doing for next week. So this whole episode, we talked about how nice and lovely and and like approachable and you know comforting and friendly Sami Nosrat is. We're gonna be next week. We're gonna be talking about somebody who's notorious for being a giant d bag, <laughs> right? <laughs> like he's an amazing. We're talking about Gordon Ramsay. So he like terrifies me and is honestly like growing up and I saw him on the Food Network was one of the reasons why I was like I could never work in a kitchen like seriously think that like this this toxic the screaming it's great television but it's very very toxic and abusive and you know we talked a little bit about this with the David Chang episode that is acceptable or or and encouraged in certain settings overlooked overlooked I don't know know. it's just it, it sounds so of course, he's an incredible chef, I, and I'm really excited to talk about him because I think in recent years he's trying to shed that that reputation. Um, so we're going to be doing, because it's the Christmas season, it's the holiday season, mm-hmm. we're going to be doing a beef wellington, which is one of those things that I have, I've never tried, I've always wanted to, I've really like, I think of this as kind of one, one of those like iconic Christmassy dishes you just like see it. I can. Looks like, beautiful. Looks beautiful, yeah. right? Like you. Looks br- gorgeous. You bring it out on a beautiful platter, and you're like, your friends, friends and family are sitting around, and you're like, I made this. So what's great mm. about this recipe is that it actually seems pretty simple. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, yeah. there's a lot I mean, of steps, but you don't have to make puff pastry. You can go buy it. So yeah, <laughs> which yeah, because I think you and I were looking at the recipe. Yeah, I was um, really nervous. And, and yeah, and, and just like wait a minute, there's no 
where he doesn't talk about the puff pastry at all. And it's like, yeah, no, it's just, he's like, store-bought, store-bought. just get it. What are you going to do? <laughs> so, Make fantastic. puff pastry? The funny thing is, yeah. it was because... Like a schmuck? Yeah, I was talking to my mom. I'm going to be staying with her during this, while we're making this. And so I'm like, mom, should I make puff pastry? And she's like, no. And I was like, no. should I though? Do and she's like, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, Yeah, I think this and is... And that'll be, that'll be two weeks. Yeah. We, I think we're yeah, gonna we, get we back on, on our regular like, schedule. Saying next week, schedule. Yeah, that, Sorry, be, I keep saying yeah. I should say next episode. Um, the yeah. Thanksgiving episode kind of messed up my my schedule and my brain. So yeah, in two weeks, <laughs> yeah. next episode. Um, right. So if anybody has feedback for us for the beef Wellington, please send that to us at um, at our email address, <laughs> um, too many cooks pod at gmail or you can uh, contact us on Twitter and Instagram at. Too Many Cooks Pod, uh, T-W-O, Many Cooks Pod. And I think that's it for us today. We'll see you later, Dave. See you tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And we'll probably talk later today, too. probably, about food. (laughs) All right, everyone. Eat well, be well, and don't forget to preheat your oven. Went to the bakery next door. I'm going to really miss their croissant. 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 <laughs> <laughs>